I thought would project them into a possible wild card position. It would bring them 7-5 had they won. But a late interception by the Giants will preserve a Giant victory. An upset win as the Giants lead 17-12. We're inside 30 seconds. The Eagles have no timeouts. Wait a minute. Here's a free fly. I don't believe it. The Eagles pick it up and Herman Edwards runs it in for a touchdown. Welcome to the ESPC podcast where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 and two, 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight, how to make that money, betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. If we don't share information, as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out, but we have a lot of fun at the same time. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other job to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time, highest and best use of your time. Uh, same methods, right, to help folks uh, invest in the right business, invest in the right stock, make sure their money outlast their retirement same process we use to predict the games successfully Uh, decision science we turn to the mean probability theory are all used in this podcast statistics we use it all we use all the methods to get to the truth close to the truth elon musk says you know the truth you can predict outcomes we don't have as much money as Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, or the resources. However, what we do have, right, is education, experience, and we use all those tools in our toolbox to make, uh, we're up to about $50,000 in NFL this year. But we share, we teach it with you, and another important business concept, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, guess what? You are in the wrong room. Yeah, they're a complete team, for sure. Absolutely. They're going to be a top out in the playoffs. Yeah. So. They've been playing the part. Third string quarterback in the game. Yeah. All right. If you are the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's why we have a diverse room to get a diverse opinion so we can make money. We bet all the games. We don't just depend on one game. We bet all the games. People watching on the live stream, go ahead and pick Cal plus 13 tonight, Pac-12 basketball. But uh, Chad gives us age diversity. He gives us athletic diversity. Uh, I was on the treadmill for an hour today. I had it at 3.5, went up to 4. Chad has it on seven. If you can go for an hour. <laughs> right? He's on the West Coast. I'm on the West Coast. I'm old. He's young. He's in shape. 
Scott and I probably used to lose a few pounds. He gives us diversity. Chad from the West Coast. And then Scott is on the East Coast. He's focused on, fan, on fantasy. I got to ask him off camera how much money he made on fantasy. It's probably a lot. But he did tell me he was, I think it was um, eight out of 11 season totals when he went to Vegas. 11, 11 for 15. 11 for 15, man. That's season, nice. To- season totals, yeah. Season totals, that's north of 80%. 52.5% is break even. Yeah. For the year, we were at 60%. Um, made a lot of good money. The extra week kind of helps. But last year, we were 78% in the playoffs. So, like Michael Scott in the office, we're not superstitious, but I am stitious. <laughs> so, we're going to keep everything the same. Uh, Jim is going to help us too. Jim is going to help us on the live stream on Sunday. So, what are your first thoughts, fellas? As we get up, get like they say in the South, as we get up in this in the playoffs, go uh, Chad and Scott. Yeah, I just think, man, there's there's a lot of interesting division matchups. We're seeing some double multiple double digit dogs here in the division. Um, which is, you know, really interesting here in a wild card situation. You know, we're seeing a lot of young quarterbacks. You know, we got Herbert and Lawrence playing each other. You know, the Dolphins are going to be having Skylar Thompson, uh, the Ravens, Anthony Brown. You know, so we're seeing Daniel Jones. Uh, you know, we got a lot of young bucks out there. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. We got a lot of time, a lot of kids in their first playoff start. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting how the how the nerves and the jitters and, and, and how they're able to respond there, um, you know, and how much their teams are asking of these guys. So. Right. When we talk about in this podcast, we talk about a lot, of, a lot of things. We throw a lot of things at you because we're all going to die soon. Uh, the measure of the man. So when you're betting, you got to be, you got to measure the man, right? So who, which young quarterback is going to choke, right? You kind of make that determination. You got to read people in business, right? That's one of the best business skills you can have is reading people, right? Uh, China, the border between China and North Korea, uh, smugglers can be thrown in jail. But there are a lot of successful uh, smugglers, right? And the way they do it in a situation where they can get killed for smuggling is they have to be able to read the Chinese and the North Korean uh, border guards. You got to read people, right, to be successful and to survive. Scott and I didn't know how to read people. We would have been dead a long time ago. But what's your first thoughts, <laughs> Scott? We, we read the playoffs. So, first of all, preseason's over. The re- the real season starts. Um, okay. Second of all, if if you look at these matchups, they're all repeat matchups from a regular season game or two. Right. So it's very easy to fall into. Well, Tampa Bay dominated Dallas. We're going to pick Tampa Bay. Well. Right. Miami and Buffalo played two close games, so we're gonna we're gonna go one way or the other. It, you can't. This is a whole new season. The playoffs are a whole new new uh, animal for every team that's in it. So you have to fight the urge to just fall back on what happened in the regular season and not focus on this matchup alone. So you got to fight that urge. So. Yes, it, you know we use business and financial concepts. Nobody's ever gotten rich. With technical analysis, people have gotten rich with fundamental analysis, and part of fundamental analysis is corporate governance. And another thing, right, that uh, 
Chad, it's got probably tired of me saying it, but it's true. This phrase, you see it all the time. Salesmen think short term, businessmen and women think long term. Uh, in the first playoff game we get into, you have two long term thinking guys. You have uh, they know how to manage the trajectory of the season, like Chad was talking about. So uh, they're going to lose games early, right? Like San Francisco lost at Chicago, and Chicago only won three games all season. Uh, but they're going to be good late, right? They want to get hot late. Same thing with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll won three national titles. Uh, he won a Super Bowl as the defensive coordinator for Bill Walsh, right? Uh, he won one Super Bowl and was one play away from winning another Super Bowl. So to Scott's point, whatever happened in those first two games together is irrelevant in this game, right? So uh, I double-digit dogs in the division were eight and two this year. The two times they did not cover, it was the Arizona Cardinals. I should have known that. I remember one year where all the double-digit dogs in the division covered except when Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, two long-term thinking guys, right? They want to win at the end. So they have a plan for each part of the season. And they hold things in their back pocket till late. Never tell your enemy what you're going to do, right? Art of War. And the Art of War is mentioned by Pete Carroll in his book and by Ian O'Connor in the Bill Belichick book. And I read the Art of War a few times. Have, I've used the art of war in business a few times. Strategize, okay? It's part of my job. Strategy, long-term thinking is higher level thinking. However, real intelligence is situation. In this situation, you have, and it, it is cash all year, uh, you have a veteran defensive coordinator in his 70s against a young starting quarterback. So Shanahan is an expert in the running game. I think he's a little arrogant in the running game where he says that any front you have, you can put all 11 guys on there in the box. I'm going to be able to run on you. Whatever defense you're in, you are in the wrong defense. That's the way Shanahan feels. So in a way, the quarterback is irrelevant. The only thing he wants the quarterback to do is take advantage of an obvious read and of an obvious mismatch, which I, you, Christian McCaffrey, everybody else can do and have a great offensive line. So what do you think, Scott? We'll go Scott and Chad, and then I'll give my pick. The so so I, I've heard the narrative since the playoff matchups have been set that – Brock Purdy's a young quarterback. He can't carry the 49ers far in the playoffs. Young quarterbacks don't do that well. Right. I'm going to disagree with that because right. of the fact that look around him. You got Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and you got a nasty defense. Okay. So that's one narrative. The second narrative is Seattle is playing with house money. They didn't think they were going to get here. They thought Green Bay would probably beat Detroit in the Sunday night game, and it didn't happen. So Seattle yeah. Seattle is a team that is just basically playing with house money right now. 
and it said, we're not supposed to be here. We're, we're going to go down to San Francisco. San Francisco has beat them twice in the regular season. So to beat a team a third time is very difficult. Having said that, and the, and the narrative for the regular season has been Seattle, San Francisco have played low-scoring games in the regular season. 21-13, 27-7. I'm taking the over 42.5 in this situation. I think there's going to be a lot more scoring than there has been in the regular season between these two teams. San Francisco is playing really well right now. They're really focused. Um, and they're going to be a really tough out for any team in the playoffs. So this will be the double-digit dog that I do not take. I think San Francisco is going to win the game. They're on just such a roll right now. They're a, they're a, a hungry team. They're the number two seed. They want to go into the playoffs, and they want to make a statement early. So I'm taking San Francisco minus the 10 and over 42 and a half. Over 42 and a half. Over, over what do you 42 think, and a half. Over 42. Okay. So yeah. That's, so that's kind of, yeah. man. So I, uh, I, I like the over in this one too. Um, I'm with Scott. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, Seattle has been a sneaky over team, even with, with, you know, this year's for Carol, who's been a, a really big defensive guy. Um, you know, Gino has been, you know, throwing it around. They've been, you know, he, they've kind of, you know, been a team. They've kind of switched their ways a little bit this year. They're tweaking it for what works for them. Um, so I, I do think that this game uh, will will squeak over the 42 and a half. Um, but I'm going to rock with a double-digit dog here. You know, I think um, Pete Carroll, as a veteran defensive coordinator, will do enough to confuse Purdy to be able to cover 10 and a half. So I'm going to go uh, Seattle plus the 10 and a half over 42 and a half. Right. Uh, we all agree on the total. I think I think it's going to go over because Pete Carroll's learned his lesson. Number one, he doesn't have his safety he started the year with, right? So that's one. Uh, two, he's, he's, he, he knew, I think they told him in that meeting he had with the owner that he's going to have to change his philosophy a little bit. Even though, he, even though he went back to it, beat the Rams, but he's not playing the Rams this week. Uh, if someone can match Mr. Shanahan, whose dad went to Super Bowls, he's been to a Super Bowl as a coordinator, uh, he's been to the Super Bowl as a head coach. If somebody can match knowledge of the run game with Shanahan and kind of disguise and confuse uh, the young quarterback and uh, stuff the running game in the first half, I think it's Pete Carroll, right? So I almost could see a backdoor situation because Seattle's not going to quit. It's a playoff game. So I could see this being uh, 27-10, right, in the fourth quarter. And maybe uh, Seattle scores a meaningless couple touchdowns to make it 27-24. And, you know, uh, Shanahan, uh demonstrating his inner Andy Reid just holds on to the lead, just runs out the clock with his running game. And, you know, that's the problem with Pete Carroll liking small, fast guys. They were down in the fourth quarter. So it makes it easy for him to, to, uh, you know, the bend but don't break for uh, San Francisco to run out the clock with a lead less than 10 to 14 points, right? Because you got to look at the spread, right? 
you gotta look at the line trade. So this is one that's gonna be important. I really feel with that Silicon Valley money going over the hill to 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 uh, Nevada, that a starting point at ten. This you can see this balloon up to fourteen points past that key number, and that's where I'm taking my uh, Hall of Fame coach. Not to win. I don't think they can win. I don't think they have enough talent to win. Uh, but uh, Geno Smith, this is a big game for Geno Smith. He made the Pro Bowl, which is good for him, but this is a big game for him. Uh, so they have a quarterback advantage. Seattle does. But that's it. So I'm going to go to the, the majority decision with Scott dissenting being the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This never works. <laughs> this never works for me. This never works for me. Right. <laughs> We're gonna go with the consensus pick is going to be San Francisco, the Seattle Seahawks, plus ten to fourteen points. And I'll shoot it on Twitter. What it is right before game time. Uh, <laughs> But over the 42 points. Yep. Average score of the NFL game is 45. This is the playoffs. 60% of division games have gone under this year. But in this situation, the, the familiarity with teams are wearing players are wearing down a lot, making business decisions, definitely going over. So the consensus pick is over 43. We're unanimous in that. Seattle plus. 10 or 14 points. I got my, I got a score prediction. San Francisco wins this game 27-17. 27-17. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. That sounds it's right. About what I, it's about what I think it's going to be. Yep, that sounds good to me. That yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. And we recorded, right? We're, we're the most transparent, authentic podcast in the history of sports betting. Florida Second half lines have covered for us all year long, uh, especially when you have uh, cheap organizations with uh, lack of depth going on the road across the country with all the pe- travel problems going on. They, they're so cheap, they fly commercial. Spanos' sister sued him because he's blown all the money in the trust because he has to kick up the sponge docks people in Tarpon Springs, the people. And uh, you can read this book called The Greek Mafia. It talks about the Greek Mafia in Tarpon Springs. I digress. Uh, the Chargers are favorite by three points. The total is 48. Uh, great time to go under, right? 40, average score of an NFL game is 45 points. Playoff games tend to go under historically. Uh, I still like Jacksonville in the second half. So I'm going to look at halftime. The game is the Chargers are ahead. I think the Chargers have to come out to a big lead. They have to go guns blazing with Williams and Keenan Allen. Justin Herbert get a big lead and then hold on in that second half. And I'll look at the weather in Jacksonville. It's going to be like 56 degrees at kickoff. Okay, so they're going to be fine. The, the only problem is going to be the rain and the humidity, right? Is there any chance of rain? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. 
think it's going to be clear. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. I'll look it up here. Uh, but I still like him in the second half because of uh, the humidity part of it. The Chargers out here where I live, yeah. Chargers and, live around. I remember Jacksonville beat L.A. this year 38-10 to 10 in L.A. Yeah, but that, that was the game after Justin Herbert hurt his ribs. So, yeah, against but, the Chiefs. Yeah, so that that kind of cancels itself out. I think he's healthy now. So, yeah, so I like um, I like the Chargers still win, squeak it out, but I like uh, the Jaguars plus three under forty eight, and then a hard look at the Jaguars second half line. What do you think, Scott? So, for some unknown reason last week, the Chargers, Brandon Staley decided to play his starters the whole game against Denver with an injury possible. And sure enough, Mike Williams got hurt, has major back spasms. They showed a clip of him in the tunnel getting off the cot. The guy could hardly move. So, I don't know how he's going to be 100% healthy coming into this game. If he plays, I don't know if you know who's playing. Um, right. If he does play, he's going to be very limited, very, um, very not not healthy. He, his movement's going to be terrible, I think. Oh yeah, I, I'm with you. The second half line, I'm with you on the under. I'm going to take Jacksonville. I think that Mike Williams injury really, really puts a hindrance on what they can do offensively. In terms of in terms of um, spreading the defense out by taking a couple of deep shots here, I don't think Josh Palmer can go deep and Guyton, their fourth wide receiver, he's done for the year. So it's going to have to be a lot of Austin Eckler in this game, I think, um, over and over again, and Keenan Allen with these short passes. And I think Jacksonville is, is going to is going to defend on that pretty well. Is going to try to take one of the two away. So I like Jacksonville here. I like the under forty eight. And I love Jacksonville second half line and Jacksonville to win the game. Yep, I'm I'm I'm, I'm with you, Scott. I like yeah. Jacksonville on the money line here, plus one fifteen, yeah. uh, plus one fifteen, plus one twenty. I I think Jacksonville's got a nice little home field advantage. I think that crowd is going to be juiced. Um, you know, they were up for it in that game, that last game of the season. That crowd was into that game. They haven't been here in a long time. They got a home, um, you know, home playoff game against a cheap organization like the chargers who doesn't want to go play another game on the road. They already have to pay for this one. I like Jacksonville to win this game. And I like under 48. I think this is going to be an under game for sure. I mean, uh, you know, chargers got a good defense. Uh, you know, I think both teams will run the ball here a good amount. And I think Jacksonville pulls out a win. I like Jacksonville on the money line under 48 in the Jacksonville second half line. Nice, nice. I think we're all in agreement on that. Unanimous. Jacksonville, plus the three points, plus 115 on the money line. So remember, 52.5% is break even. We just have to hit uh, two out of three, right? And if it makes sense, we'll go with Jacksonville, second half line in 63% humidity. 63% 63% humidity, which is nuts. If you're in it, if you're in that humidity, that that uh, wind, warm wind, 
coming off the um, the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean. Um, it's not good for playing football in the second half, even though it is going to be pretty cool. But it's that humid cool where the um, the humidity it kind of pierces your skin, <laughs> your pores of your skin. It gets to your bones. <laughs> it gets really cold. Uh, it's a bad scene for the Chargers, and uh, they're missing one of their key guys in the office line, Slater. Well, I don't even know why they activated, put him in the 21-day activation. They'll be ready if they make it to the AFC Championship game. Uh, we don't think they're going to get there. We don't think they're going to get there. Uh, a game a lot of people have been talking about, a game that has a lot of nuances to it, is Miami flying up there to Buffalo. Way double-digit dogs in the division. Going past that, that key number 14, with all the people going over to the Catskills, going over to New Jersey to bet the bill blindly. Again, this is another line. I don't like the San Francisco line. I think it might get to 14 by uh, kickoff time. I can see this line getting up there to uh, 14, maybe even 17 points. Uh, Skylar Thompson. Uh, Chad and I remember him at Kansas State. At Kansas State, he had his running shoes on. <laughs> you know, and, and, and the same thing with Jacksonville in this game. If I'm the head coach, if I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm having these guys with their running shoes on for nothing else than to get those defensive uh, linemen tired, those fat defensive linemen that the Bills have, like Oliver. Get those guys tired. Get them going sideline to sideline. I don't know if they're going to do that. It's going to be interesting what McDaniel is going to do with his Harvard education. Here's a a head coach scheming this game. But you know what the Bills are going to be in. They're going to be in zone. Uh, McDermott is an Andy Reid guy. and I I send Andy Reid a thank you card in the playoffs because he always loses waiting for other teams to make mistakes. He did it with Lamar Jackson. I agreed with Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson is inaccurate. He can't read defenses. So I like that strategy. I don't think Skylar Thompson is going to beat himself in this situation. Uh, there's familiarity with them. I don't think Miami's scared of him. And if Tyree Hill can go over, over the top on the zone, right, almost any quarterback knows how to – if he's in the NFL, he knows how to throw a deep ball. <laughs> Uh, Miami is going to take a couple shots at Tyreek Hill. He hits one. I think they're in trouble. Uh, Scott and I were talking before. I really don't feel that Josh Allen can bring the Bills back if if they fall behind by a couple touchdowns. Uh, let's see what happens. However, double-digit dog in the division, uh, I'm going to take a shot at that. So I'm going to go Miami plus a huge number. And I like it to go over 43. I like it to go over 43 points, barely. Uh, you got to think there's got to be some special teams touchdowns in this situation. Uh, so I like it to go over the, the 43 points. The average score of the game is 45 points. And how's the weather going to be in Buffalo? Buffalo weather. Let me look it up real quick. Now, Buffalo's going to get all the toss. So if I'm Coach McDaniels, I'm telling my guys, hey, listen, we got to beat the Bills and the refs. 
Uh, we've all seen it before, right? The Willis Reed. Started with Willis Reed, remember? Willis Reed comes out. Scott and I don't remember because we're old as dirt. But uh, you know you know what I'm talking about. Willis Reed had a hurt leg. He comes out. The crowd goes crazy. Yep. The Knicks get all the calls and they win the NBA title, right? So uh, it's going to be 77% humidity in Buffalo, 35 at kickoff. No precipitation. So weather should not be a factor, even though uh, I think Miami might have a factor with that high humidity in the second half. Uh, the Bills have been all over the place, right? They haven't been at home. They haven't been able to practice. One of their teammates almost died of a heart attack. There's a lot going on with the Bills. So, man, big number. I don't see Miami necessarily winning the game, but plus 14 to 17 points they should be able to cover. And McDaniels an offensive mind against Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey's on the clock, right? They have to win the Super Bowl. Ken Dorsey is fired as the offensive coordinator. He's a smart kid. I like it going over 43 points. If you live in the past, you die in the past. So most playoff games used to go under. I think that playoff games are going to start going over. 60% of division games went under. So I think that's why these prices are low. We like to buy low, sell high. So we're going to go over that number 43 and give me your Miami Dolphins and Skylar Thompson to have his running shoes on and not commit a turnover. And if he hits one deep to Tyreek Hill, they might win this game. We'll go Scott in the chat. I agree 100% with you. I think this game is close. I think Josh Allen has trouble with Miami's defense for whatever reason. I, I think Demar Hamlin, who got out of the hospital today, so that's great news, will probably be in the stadium Sunday for the game. Josh Allen didn't handle the emotion early in the game. He got better as the game went on. But um, So I love Miami in this spot. I think Miami's getting underappreciated in this game. And I think this, this line will balloon to probably 15 or 16 before kickoff on Sunday. So I think, I think you can wait on it. I, I, it's not going down. It definitely is not going down. It's going to go up. So I, I've, right. So I would, I like Miami in this spot uh, as two touchdown uh, underdogs. And I like the over too. I think it's going to be over. I think Skylar Thompson is going to, going to score close to 20 points in this game. And I think Miami's going to run the heck out of the ball, but I still think it's going over. So that's where I'm at. No, I'm with you guys. I'm, you know, I'm with you guys. You both, um, the question I have about this game is, does it bother you guys? And Jim's going to be on Sunday, right, for the line change. And I'm going to ask him this question. Does it bother you You guys? It, it, and I got this insight from you, Chad, right, that the way Scott and I were brought up in football, was that it was bad for you to have happy food. Now, Chad educated me and said that there's some pro and college quarterback coaches that do not mind happy food. Guess why? It makes you better uh, alert or gives you better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Explain that, Chad. Why, why um, is some coaches? This, is, this is, I mean, you know, Tony Franklin it was, you know, was a guy um, – that my, my brother went with that middle Tennessee. He was with Jared Goff there at Cal first overall pick there. Right. First round pick. Um, 
You know, right. that's kind of what he teaches, you know, keeping your feet hot, keeping your feet active um, because, you know, the, 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 the thought process behind it is, is as you get into your second, third and your check down reads, you know, like a guy like Cam Newton, you know, his feet will be pointing to the left and then he'll try to hit that check down all arm and not reset his feet. Right. So the thinking behind it is if those feet are hot, you got those feet hot, um, you're able to reset your feet and, and, and make those second, third check down throws more accurately. Um, you know, kind of right. like you watch that FIFA World Cup and those shootouts, like that goalie, right? That goalie sitting there right. for those penalty kicks. Is he just got, is he flat footed or he got his feet going? He's got his feet going, got his feet going so he can go right or left a little quicker. It's kind of the same concept, you know, keeping those feet, allowing them to, you know, keeping them hot allows you to shift them to get their hips towards your throw on those second, third, and check down throws where you don't just throw it all arm. Um, it helps you be a little more accurate. Yeah. So, I'll have to watch. Let me, let me finish this thought and then you sure. can go. Sure. So this is what I want to ask you guys. Do you guys think the fact that uh, Josh Allen, his last game, he had happy feet, but he did not have happy feet before during the season. He had it during this game after the guy had a heart attack. I think that's a red flag. What do you guys think? I'll have to go back and watch him. Um three or four weeks ago to see if he had happy feet. I'll have to watch the game tape and see, see what yeah. happened with that. And, but, and, and Josh, Josh, yeah. Good, well, good, Chad. Good. I was saying Josh Allen is a, is a very big arm guy, you know, very, very strong arm, probably throws it, you know, maybe farther than any you other quarterback. Out, yeah. A guy, yeah, exactly. And, and a guy like Josh Allen being so strong arm, he can get away with maybe not having his feet or his hips pointing in the right direction. He can compensate with that strong arm. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. That was kind of his style the whole time. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of emotions in the last game, too. I think Buffalo's going to be on a little bit of a hangover here. Um, they were that opening kickoff magic and, and they were juiced up, you know, they kind of, I feel like they, they were, the emotion was so high in that game with DeMar Hamlin. And now, you know, he's better. He's out of the hospital. I think there's just going to be a little emotional lull there. Um, I think it's hard to get up. You know, like we always talk about it, teams can only get up for two or three games. You know, they were up for that game because of DeMar. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I just, I just, I don't think they're going to be able to get up for this one as much. So I, I love Miami plus 13 and this one to go over. Yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. Right. Yeah, you're, you're great too. Yeah, the, you listen, but you you can't. And then the guy kicked Hines returns the kickoff for a touchdown, opening kickoff, which which right. we kind of knew was going to happen. Some some funny thing was going to happen, and right. the emotion just carried them throughout the whole game. It's hard a week later to come back and and have that same emotional level, and play at that high emotional level. So there is going to be a letdown, and especially if Miami hits them early with a touchdown, and they go up seven nothing. They're going to take the emotion right out of the crowd in the bill. So, right. I remember Steve Spurrier saying that you can only get your team up for three games during the season. This is college. It's just easier in the pros. You look at Georgia. Georgia blows out Oregon. They have a hard time with Missouri. Missouri almost beat them. Missouri should have beat them. San Jose State covered. They go to the SEC championship game and LSU did everything but cover, right? They, they hit 500 yards on offense. They hit 500 yards passing on Georgia, right? 
They play Ohio State. Ohio State should have kicked the field goal and beat them. So Kirby Smart thinking long-term, right? He had them up for three games. Oregon, then they blew them out. The Florida Gators, which you can't accept, which is their rival, in the national title game, right? He had enough talent that he knew he didn't have to pump up his team into that game, right? So, uh, and I'll play uh, Kirby Smart uh, before as we get into the next game, I'll find that uh, recording. I have a pretty smart. So you know hey, Josh, I, I got I got about ten more minutes, Josh. I got to get right. my my girl's mom flies back on Friday morning. I right, spend right some on, more right time on. with them. All right, so we got two more games here. We got the Ravens uh, going to the Bengals. The total is forty three and a half, and the line we believe is going to get up to 10 points. And then the darling that made the Super Bowl last year. And usual teams like the Bengals lose the first round of the playoffs after going to the Super Bowl. Cheap franchise. They don't have a lot of players. They were involved in that. They're playing a great uh, Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, he Again, another guy who was an assistant coach went to the Super Bowl, right? That famous 2005 Super Bowl, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles against the New England Patriots, where both staffs had all-star staffs of guys who would be future head coaches. Uh, playing second week in a row, we noted, if you listen to the Hawthorne Effect podcast, which we would encourage you to listen to, that uh, for the first time all year, Harbaugh had his offensive and defensive coordinators on the field taking notes of what he's watching. He's doing that for a reason. Uh, a guy who knows how to strategize for a big game, like the Super Bowl, he's won. He's beaten uh, Belichick at Belichick, right? He's beaten him in the playoffs. Right? It's tough to beat Belichick in the playoffs. Uh, I like Baltimore and double-digit dog in the division. Actually, I missed the game. The New York Giants. At the Vikings, but we'll do that one. Then we'll circle back to the uh, the Giants and the Vikings. So I like the Ravens plus the 10. And I don't know. I think this one's going to go under 44 because the Ravens have zero offense. They I'm have seeing four, decent... I'm seeing 40.5 right now for the total. Oh, really? Yeah. The... Okay, so it's going down quite a bit. I, mean, uh, I still think the 40.5. Under that, not anymore. If it gets in down to the 30, you have to start looking at the over. We'll go Scott and Chad. So, Baltimore-Cincinnati played last week, okay? Cincinnati beat them up pretty good. Keep in mind, no Lamar, no Andrews, no Dobbins. Gus Edwards got hurt with a head injury. So, Baltimore was – and Anthony Brown's quarterback. So, Baltimore was playing – basically with nobody on the field. Isaiah likely had a huge game for them. Andrews is back. Dobbins is back. Gus Edwards, we don't know about. Huntley and Anthony Brown. It's it's Anthony Brown right now. Huntley didn't throw any balls in practice today. So he has a shoulder injury, wrist injury. Okay. Having said that on the, on the line that Chad just said, it's 40 and a half every place except that MGM is 43. So Oof. shop around yes. and get get whatever shop whatever around. total total you like and go with that. 
I'm with John. I'm, I'm betting if you got Ben in DM, go ahead and and, and bet that now. Because yep. I bet you they're gonna have a meeting in the morning and say everybody is at 40, da da da. So you might see that on Ben and GM change. So bet yep. that now. People on the live stream who have Ben and GM. How about as a great coach? He's not gonna get blown out two weeks in a row by the same team. Expect a game plan where a lot of running happens and a lot of short passes to Mark Andrews and wide receiver of choice. So give me Baltimore plus the 10 and the under. No, is it is it at 10 right now, guys? I'm seeing like eight and a half, nine. It's at nine. We're, we're expecting it to go to 10. I've seen it. I've seen a couple of nines already. But has, has Lamar is not officially ruled out though, right? Lamar has not practiced in four over 40 days. So they you know. They, Combo yeah. finds it difficult for him to even get get to the game. So I mean, I, I get that. I'm just saying, like for the betting line, like is 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 it not? Is he it going to come out later? He's not is officially it, been ruled out yet. So that that line's probably going to move when that happens. Absolutely. A couple points. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm looking for that line to move to that ten, and I, I like Baltimore here. Um, I like Baltimore north of ten for sure, and under forty and a half. I'm with you guys. I think it is kind of interesting that the Lamar hasn't come out yet. A part of me is kind of looking to middle this game. I think getting the Bengals, I see I can get them maybe minus eight and a half right now. Uh, wait for that Lamar news to come out. And you get the rate, you know, the Ravens plus 12 plus 13. I mean, a 10 point Bengals win is very, very possible. You know, you're playing that 10, that 10 number. Um, I, might, I might look to approach that game this way, but I definitely like the Ravens on the balloon line here and under the, under the 40 and a half. We like the Ravens, but you, you worked out with Joe Burrow and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Jamar Chase. No, nah, no Chase. Just, uh, just Burrow. Just Burrow. Uh, yeah, Josh, but, Trent, I, but I also know Trent, Trent Irwin, the Bengals receiver. I know Trent Irwin very well. Um, he's, you know, kind of came on the scene pretty strong this year. Been with the Bengals for a few years in the practice squad. So, yeah, I know, know a couple guys on that team. Josh, what Chad just said I like. The Bengals are eight and a half right now. Right. You could bet the Bengals under the key number of ten. And then yes. when Lamar gets ruled out, Baltimore will become a double-digit dog, and you can bet Baltimore. So you may win both sides you of your it. bet in that instance. So I right. really like what Chad just said. So Yeah, that's great insight, Chad. That's why we Thank have more bringing in that insight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's that? That's what diversity does, man. We, we all both have jobs, things we have to do. So we rely on each other to give us that extra information. So the consensus pick is uh, we're going to middle it, right? We're going to bet the minus Bengals minus eight and go to the Ravens plus the 10. I'm going to put a little bit more in the Ravens plus the 10. And we like it under 43 and a half um, where I can get it at. And then on bet NGM. Uh, and then we're going to watch that make sure it doesn't go too, too low. Because it, it might go over. Now, uh, the only thing difference I see is that if you said to me, are you shocked that the Ravens won this game? I would not be shocked. It's not an upset. I'm not shocked. It's, it's never an upset when you have uh, people who practice every day. People are like, that's an upset. They're, these people practice every day, man. You know, some people are good at what they do. Uh both coaches are good at what they do. First-year coaches got their teams in the playoffs. The Giants go to Minneapolis to play the Vikings. And I think this is a market inefficiency. It should not be 48 points. That's just way, way, way 
too many points. Uh, styles make fights. The way these guys were brought up, O'Connell um, is a Andy Reid, John Gruden disciple. D-Ball is a Bill Belichick, Nick Satan disciple in a playoff game. There's going to be a lot of running. Uh, and I don't think O'Connor thinks he's a smart kid. He doesn't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, I've bet every single game in a uh, 3-0, betting the Kirk Cousins under. And I'm going to look at player props. I'll ask Jim about this when he comes on our live stream. But I like whatever, over one, whatever interceptions Cousins is going to throw to keep the Giants in the game. So Kirk Cousins is going to keep the Giants in the game. I like the Vikings on the money line at home because you're going to get the call. Uh, and they just have more talent, right? The the Giants are illegally under salary cap. They're just not going to have players in the second half. So give me the Vikings second half line. Give me the Vikings on the money line under 48. We'll go Scott and Chad. I love the under 48. I think that's going to hit. I'm going to take the Giants on the money line. I do, not, I do not like Minnesota in this situation. I, I think they are struggling now. I think um, their offensive line is missing three players, I think, going into this game. If that holds up true, the Giants are going to pe- rush the heck out of Kirk Cousins, and he's not going to have time to throw the ball. The Giants didn't play hardly anybody and almost beat Jalen Hurts led Philadelphia last week. So I'm going under 48, and I'm taking the Giants on the money line. I think the Giants are live dogs here to win this game. So that's where I'm going. Right. And, and do you like the, the over or the under 48? You like the, the under 48? I like the under. I like the under. Yep. Under yeah, 48. I'm with, I'm with the, the under 48, but I'm with the Giants. We agree on the total. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you on the side. Uh, disagree with you on the money line. I think Kevin O'Connell just has more chips. Uh, yeah. And in the refs calls, yeah, I, like, I like I like Minnesota here uh, on the money line. I'm I'm with Josh. I I do think they're going to get a couple calls here. I think the Giants' ownership and their backups, their cheapness is is going to kind of come to play at some point in the game. Uh, I do think it'll be a close game though. I definitely think you know I w- I wouldn't be shocked. The Giants won this game at all, um, but yeah. I, I I think Minnesota is going to be able to pull this one out late at home, um, and this one will stay under the forty eight for sure. All right, so we all agree on the total. Uh, we just uh, Scott's going to be the, the center here. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Matt Gates. Denying the speakership to McCarthy. <laughs> this place is McConnell or O'Connell. Uh, but the consensus pick is the Vikings on the money line under 48, under 48 points. All right. Then the last game is going to be on Monday. Uh, the Cowboys, who have won exactly three playoff games. In 25 years, I think it's going to stay, stay at that number. Give me Tampa Bay on the money line. I'll cover my ass with Tampa Bay plus 
three points. And this is the one playoff game I think will go under the uh, over the 45 or 45 points. Uh, you're going to see a whole new Tampa Bay offense. Uh, Ryan Jensen, who's been healthy for a couple months, will reappear nice and fresh to be the quarterback of that defense. Help uh, Brady Reed fronts. You're going to be able to run the ball. And then that Florida second half heat. Um, my 90-year-old dad is complaining about the heat already over there. And uh, he is in St. Petersburg, Florida, Kansas City, Florida. He's complaining about the heat. So it's going to be hot and humid. Second half, those Kush Cowboys working in a private indoor facility. Um, they're going to be worn out. Those fat guys on the offensive and defensive lines of Dallas are going to be worn out in the second half. So give me Tampa Bay in the second half line over the 45 points and plus 126 on the money line, plus three points. Scott and Chad. We'll let Chad go first on this one. Yeah, I'm uh, – man, I'm with you. I like Tampa Bay getting three points here at home. They beat Dallas earlier in the year. Uh, you know, I just – it's a tough spot for Dallas, man, going on the road to play Tom Brady and that defense they got in Tampa Bay. I just think it's a really, really tough spot for him. So, um, I think it's going to be a close game. I like to get in a field goal here with Tampa. Um, probably sprinkle that money line. And then, uh, yeah, I think this one's going to go over the 45. I think both, you know, offenses here will, will be able to get going. You know, Dallas has had some really big over games this year. You know, and I, I think Tampa Bay knows they need to score to win this game. You know, they need to, they know they need to put up, you know, 24, 28 points. Um, you know, so I, I, I like Tampa Bay here to, to win a, a 28, you know, 28, 24 uh, type game. I think they'll be able to pull it out here late. Um, you know, but in, 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 I, I, I can't see Dallas if they do win this game by, by more than a field goal. So I, I like a field goal at home with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and uh, this one to go over the total. I'm in agreement. I just think Dallas last week played Destadas for a majority of the game and scored six points against Washington. That's not that's not good. Dak reverted into a, a quarterback that had no confidence in what he was doing, had no – other than C.D. Lamb, there was nobody on the offensive side that, that did anything for Dallas. That scares me going to Tampa Bay playing against Tom Brady on a Monday night playoff game where the whole country is watching and Tom Brady, this is the situation that they brought him to Tampa Bay for. And I think Tampa Bay is going to win this game by at least a touchdown. I think it's going over. I think Tampa Bay is a dangerous team. They're eight, nine, but, but they're a dangerous team right now. They're getting healthy. They'll have all their weapons on offense. Godwin Evans running backs, all healthy. Ryan Jensen's back. That's Brady's guy. Um, so I love Tampa Bay in this situation, plus three and on the money line and then the over, over the points. I think it's, it's going to be a shootout. So. Right. And you got Julio Jones. You have all these bodies that are put like tight ends, right? right. Oh, um, hey guys, I got to go. All all right, right, good stuff though. Yep. Yep. See you guys. See ya. All right. See you brother. Uh, so I'm very excited for the playoffs for many levels. Here and uh, I think we got it right. We went 78% last year, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if we get every single game right <laughs> here in the wild card. Well, one of us one of us isn't because one of us picked the Giants in Minnesota, so that's a separate game. Right. But the Giants at Minnesota that's that's a very brave pick. Uh, the Giants on the road. I, I just I love the Giants in this situation. I just think that they're they're a live dog right now. They only they only lost to Minnesota by three in a regular season when Minnesota had a lot to play for. So, right. um, so this is and we'll get in depth into this. We'll finish with this. Yep. But this is what what I counter right. This is any game they had won here, right? Uh, the participation chart you have in a game where they're supposed to be sitting starters, you still have – they did good, right? Uh, Moreau, McKinley, Holmes, their number one pick. Yep. Didn't pay it down on special teams. Everybody else did. Right. They have one guy, and I think this is unconscionable. How – when you're going to the playoffs the next week, you don't have enough resources to play your strong safety 55% of the defensive snaps – 32 and 46% of the special teams. This is going to be a problem with him in the second half. Um, as, as I hear your points, I'm going to look up uh, the week before. So, so the, the, the thing that, that I think with the Giants is that I, I think the running game is going to be the most effective part of the game for them as it has been all year, but I think even more so against Minnesota. Did point differential as I I don't think it was on this show. I think it was on another show is that even if the Vikings won beat Chicago 50 to nothing, the point differential, they were still going to be in the minus. That scares me a lot. I know they know how to play one score games and they were, I think they were undefeated this year during the regular season. They're eventually going to get bit by that. And this could be the game that they get bit by it. Because I, Kirk Cousins, in any primetime situation, scares me a lot and gives me less confidence in Minnesota that they can do it. He struggled the last two games. He, he really okay. did. He, he has not played well in two, in two weeks. Right. And, they, and they lost the number two seed basically because of that. So, to me... If they were the two seed, they'd be playing Seattle. Much better shot to win. San Francisco would be going there against the Giants, who they've played and know them. Right. It's going to be very tough for them. And Justin Jefferson, their stud wide receiver, he's going to get his. There's no doubt about it. I've already surmised in my head that he's going to catch a lot of balls for a lot of yards. But the Giants can stop the secondary pieces, and if they do, they stand a really good shot at winning. But the other thing that scares me is what you just brought up with the with the uh, the participation. participation yeah, participation chart that scares me a lot with the Giants. Right. So they played a couple of weeks ago. Yep. So the Giants had sixty nine snaps on offense. Minnesota had seventy two snaps on offense. Yep. Uh, looking at this, the Vikings at home are going to be the fresher team, right? Yep. Yep. They have one, two, three. For five guys, right, who had defensive snaps, thirty-five, this is and zero on special teams. Right, the Giants. This is again unconscionable. First round draft pick, right? He has in his contract not to play special teams. 
I imagine for Moreau has the same thing, right? And maybe Mr. Holmes over here. This is unconscionable. NFL professional team should not have this happen. If they do Agreed. get past this round, they're gonna kill get killed in the next round. Yeah, I would I would never pick them in the 72 next round. 72 snap. You're playing, you're telling me you your strong safety is gonna pay seven. Remember, this is the team that puts that strong safety in the box to make tackles. You're gonna tell me he's gonna be 72 snaps and then 12 snaps on special teams. Yeah, for that's total. Of 84 snaps, that is nuts. What even what, even I'm against this with your defensive tackle. What you scares, need a quarterback. What scares me is this McLeod, the cornerback for the Giants, sixty percent on defense and then plays two thirds of special teams. That, <laughs> that's a scary. That's a scary proposition. This this exactly, right? So it's almost like you played a full game, right? Sixty nine snaps uh, on the field, right? Forty. 43 snaps. Remember, cornerbacks yeah. uh, have to sprint on every play. I mean, I mean, he is in ridiculous shape, right? And then he has to sprint on teams. Man, I'm going after if I'm if I'm uh, O'Connell, right? I'm Kevin, attacking him. Yep, I'm attacking, I'm attacking him. him in the second half in the fourth quarter. I'm saying, okay, my fast receivers or even Thielen, go after this guy. He has to be tired. Well, and look- if and I'm beating him up on special teams. I'm sending my, my chief special team. Hey, go ahead, get a penalty, get thrown out of the game. Go be physical with McLeod. Wear him out. Because we're yeah, going to go after him when he comes to play defense. The whole secondary. Look at these hundred look at the top two hundred percent guys on defense, love and pinnock. Hundred percent right. on defense, and then you're playing forty percent on special teams. This okay. guy's on the field, eighty-three snaps. Stick stick Kenny Galladay on special teams. He doesn't play offense. Three percent of the snaps on offense. Stick him on the special teams instead of one of these these quarterbacks. Just say, can right. you play special teams? You know, boom. That's what the practice squad is for. Yeah, you're telling me that, that your scouting department sucks so bad that you can't get guys in the practice squad to come in. You bring them out. You pay them the league minimum to right. come in and, and give a guy who was a star for you playing. It should be zero, zero. Yeah. It's common sense, right? Don't you think this? This guy had zero special team snaps, and this guy's special team snaps. There's more quality in these 72 snaps. Agreed. Agreed. Plus, yeah, plus it's, a cl- it's a close game. Right. High scoring close game. You know, you should never stick your guys on defense out there because if you get injured, now you're playing a guy. Pick a name. Uh, this guy, Betton or Belton, whatever. You got to put him. You got to put him in in the defense, and he right. and he's playing already twenty percent of specialty. So, you know, to me, it's it's very risky to do that. You're risking injury to a star player on defense that makes a difference in your game plan. And look at right. Minnesota, sixty five percent defensive tackle, sixty five percent on defense. I guarantee you that fourteen percent special teams plays is. He's just lining up, and he's basically saying, okay, I'm going to let him punt the ball. I'm just going to line up, right. stand up when the snap is made, and he's going to – you know, it could be for block for block field goal. It could be. Or, or it could be he's sending it underneath the goalpost for if it's short to, to bring it back. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So, like, but, you know, look, at most, even though it's out there, at most they're playing four, three, four, four, zero. 
This guy's playing 12. You know, I don't like that. They're a cheap franchise. I don't like that. Take their free chance. Their free chance. If I put Dallas on here, you will see like six zero, seven zeros in there. And it's lopsided because they have a lot of specialty guys. But here's the difference. Here's here's the difference between the Minnesota Chiefs and the Giants Chiefs. Okay. Other than that, that uh Warnham guy that plays 42%. Look at the rest of these guys. 83% special teams, Metellus but he only played 19% on defense. So right. you can reason that away. Like the guy's right. a backup. He's not really playing defense. Right. So we're going to stick him on special teams to keep him in the flow of the game just in case he's got to play defense. So yes, that's the difference. That's the difference. So Minnesota, so O'Connell has it right for the most part. He's, um, he's organized. Yeah, he is. So that that's what scares me about that game. But I, I just, I just, for some reason, when I did some research on it, I just like the Giants. I, yeah. Well, they, they know how to keep their guys fresh. And yeah. if it works, they'll be fine. And they didn't play last week, so they had basically a bye week last week. So Jones right. and Barkley did not play last week. So right. when you factor that in, those guys are going to be fresh, healthy, ready to go. And that's a key because those are the top two guys on offense. So that to me, that, that swayed me a little bit more to the Giants, but. They're all going to be close games, I think. I don't think there's going to be a blowout. Uh, they might Seattle, San Francisco, maybe. Other than that, I don't think you're going to see any blowouts this weekend, which is great. Yeah, if Geno Smith throws a couple picks, and that game will be a blowout, it's over. Yeah. Just to give people who are watching that, this is Dallas, right? Uh, you look at 100% deep, so you got one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. So basically, their starters were playing zero special teams. Yeah, the only guy, that, the only guy that played more than twenty-five percent was a back, a fourth-string tight end, a wide receiver right. nobody's heard of, and guys on right. defense that are hardly playing defense. So Dallas has got it right. I mean, D- Dallas, Jerry Jones will pay for backups. That's one thing you don't have to look at. Look at Tennessee. They won't play for backups. And they're not in, they're obviously not in the playoffs. But look at that. Yeah. Tennessee, yeah. almost every starter is playing on special teams. Right. And they take, right? And they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't function in the fourth quarter against Jacksonville in the second half. And, and we made money in the second half. Wow. Yeah. Final thoughts. What do you think? This looks like a really good week this week. It's set up pretty good for us. So I, I think that you can watch the lines because they're going to change based on Lamar Jackson being ruled out, which he probably will be. Um, right. And a couple of key injuries, whether the guys come back or are out, and that will change the lines in a lot of the games. So um, Cincinnati, Baltimore, if you feel really strongly about it now, Bet it now, but I love Chad's Chad's uh, insight to that. You can bet both right. sides and win on both sides. So, you know, good luck this week. We'll be back Sunday. So, we'll be back Sunday, bringing back uh, reinforcements, bringing out Patriot missiles, Apache helicopters to to give the best information you can get out there. Give information you cannot get anywhere else. No need to pay. As uh, uh, Scott informed me, some people are paying um, Action Sports $1,000. There's no need to pay Action Sports $1,000. 
just listen to us, listen to our research that each game individually, and you'll have money later. You can do what you want. You can parlay if you want. That's on you. But if you want to follow our process and make money using our process, bet each game individually, 52.5% is break even. We were at 60%. Regular season last year, we were 78%. Playoffs, we'd look to repeat. And it's because Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life for what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one don't cost $800, and that costs 200 And I don't know what that costs, I'm just shitting the work. That's why...